Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I am currently in my new room in Leeds. I'm really, really scared that everyone can hear me. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm probably speaking a lot quieter than normal. I'm in a flat this year and for some reason it really didn't cross my mind for one second how much more noise there is in a flat than in a house. It just, I honestly just didn't think about it. I've been in a house for the last two years and it just didn't even cross my mind. But obviously your room like backs on to, opens up to the living space. And then obviously you've got people above you and below you as well in a flat. And it's not like one of those big, you know, those big blocks of like apartments, like the new builds and they're pretty soundproof. It's not like that. It's like a converted terraced house that's been, that each floor has been turned into a separate flat. Yeah. Sorry if you can hear all the traffic as well. It's so fucking loud in here, I apologise. I have just ordered ear... No, not earphones. What are they called? Earplugs on Amazon. So they should be arriving soon. But I don't really know what to do in terms of soundproofing for the podcast. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. If you think I need to do something about it, I can maybe buy some soundproofing material. On the plus side, I do really love my new room. It's nice and spacious. There's a lot of storage. I've got an ensuite, which is amazing. I had an ensuite last year. I don't know how I've managed to luck out on the ensuite front. It's got a lot of natural light, like nice big windows, lots of like surface space, you know, for plants and books and all that kind of stuff. So it is lovely. The only thing I will say is that the kitchen is very tiny, like to the point that if someone's just in there making themselves a cup of tea, you wouldn't want to be in there as well. Like it's really very much built for like one person to be in at a time, which is fine because to be fair, I don't really cook a huge amount when I'm at uni, probably like three nights a week. And I just make enough to kind of do me for the other nights. And then, you know, yourself for lunch. And when you're at uni, I feel like you just live on soup. (laughs) I feel like I'm constantly just buying cans of soup. So it is Saturday when I'm recording this. I've been here since Tuesday. I came back on Tuesday morning. My flight was at like half six. And my first class, I think, was at like 11. So I literally got in, had an hour's nap and went straight to class. I didn't want to come any earlier because I know lots of people like to come like the week before, even two weeks before and kind of get settled and get all their stuff moved in, get everything they need in town, do a big food shop, all that kind of stuff. But I just find then if I do that and then I have time where I'm not busy, I get really like oh god why am I here I don't know it feels really weird to me being in my uni city but not having uni to go to it feels like it just completely has lost its purpose so that's why I literally left it until the very last second to go I made a little YouTube video of me moving over and kind of unpacking and my new room and stuff I kind of just right basically I bought a camera for uni because I'm doing a lot of visual communication stuff this year and I'm going to have to do a lot of like photography and videography and I think it's just going to be a pain in the arse if I have to always like book it, book the camera to rent out from the uni. So I thought, fuck it, I'll just buy myself a camera and then it means I have it. So if I want to do any YouTube stuff or also if I just want to improve kind of the quality of anything that I do on TikTok and Instagram, because obviously you can do it on that. I don't know about that though. I feel like that makes things very confusing when you can't just take it on your phone. But anyway, I got the camera and then I just got a bit trigger happy and thought, fuck it, I'll make a moving back to uni video. So I did and it's up if anyone wants to have a look. 
I am so, so glad though that I bought the camera because literally within the first two days of being back, we'd already been set a project that's due in six weeks that has a lot of stuff for me to film and photograph between now and then. So money well spent, I reckon. Oh my god, I started back at dance as well. I had it on Tuesday and Thursday for three hours both times because at the minute I'm just like trying everything because last year I was on three teams. I was on jazz, jazz, lyrical. I ended up getting kicked off lyrical because I didn't come back after Christmas for a while and they were like, we haven't learned 13 yet so there's no point in you being on it because you're just going to have to catch up on loads. But because we already knew the jazz and wait, what was the other one I was on? ballet because we already had them learnt it like didn't matter that I wasn't there for two weeks yeah I was on them three so jazz ballet and lyrical but then there's also contemporary hip-hop and commercial I'm pretty sure I actually did try out for commercial and didn't get on but it was very like hip-hoppy commercial last year and if you know me I'm not a hip-hop dancer I cannot move my body like that I'm not cool enough for that (laughs) When I see people do hip hop, I'm literally like, how do you make your body move like that? But I'm gonna, I think I want to do commercial this year because it's more kind of like, I don't want to say, it sounds bad, but like, you know, like slutty, like slut dropping, twerking kind of commercial. It's like that type of shit. So (laughs) yeah, it seems really fun. So I think I might try it for that this year. I tried all six this week just to kind of see what they were like because they were the taster session. It wasn't trials. It was just for anyone to try and see if you like it. And it was so much fun. I'm in so much pain all like still and it's Saturday and I was dancing on Tuesday and Thursday and I'm still sore. But yeah, it's good to be back. I think I didn't expect how much work there actually is going to be in third year. It kind of hit me like a ton of bricks when I went to my first classes and they were going over all of our deadlines and our module handbooks and just the course, the the module content and everything. I was just like, holy fuck, (laughs) I really was not expecting this. I think I just need to get into a really good routine of getting up early and going to the library, I guess. Okay, I feel like that's a long enough life update, Jesus. What is my recommendation of the week? Oh, you know what? I'm just going to have to say the Kardashians because I watched it last night and it was so good. I am obsessed with this new, like, you know, the new one that's now on like Hulu and Disney Plus. It is just so good. It's so dramatic and it's filmed so much better. And I feel like you get so much more of an insight into their life. And the producers actually ask them, you know, when they're sitting in the wee green screen room kind of like doing the voiceover bit the producers ask them proper good questions I feel like they never did that before and we're getting like all the tea about Tristan we're seeing a proper insight into Courtney's life for the first time because I feel like she was always so private on it before and don't get me wrong I I get the Kardashian slander like I understand that they're a bit controversial and haven't really done good things for women and like the beauty standard and stuff but you can, there's no denying that they are a very entertaining family part of me wishes that the whole season came out at once so you could binge watch it all but it's also kind of nice having something to look forward to like week to week and I kind of I always forget about it and then you start seeing all the little clips come up on TikTok and you're like oh my god it's time if you're listening to this and you're an anti-Kardashian person if you're listening to this and you're a boy who's always been like, I don't know, it's the Kardashians. <laughs> it was so funny. I was on the tube 
at the weekend and my brother and dad were on it and my brother was facing like across from me on the tube and I spoke over to him. Obviously you have to speak quite loud on the tube, don't you? Because it's like really noisy and if someone's sitting across from you, they're not like that close to you. So I was like, oh, have you seen the new Kardashians episode? And my brother was like, no, I don't watch the Kardashians. And in my head, I was like, he's obsessed with the Kardashians. (laughs) What's he talking about? Like, does he have early onset dementia? What's going on here? I didn't want to say anything there and then like have an argument with him being like you're obsessed with the Kardashians you watch it all the time in the middle of the tube so I was just kind of like right and then we got off and he was like oh yeah I just didn't want to say I watched the Kardashians on the tube (laughs) what do you mean it's so good you shouldn't be embarrassed about watching the Kardashians because it's incredible and anyone that's listening to this who hasn't watched it and has always turned their nose up at it please just watch the first episode of season two and tell me your mind doesn't change okay let's move on to this week's topic I actually got this idea from We The Wild Ones Lucy and Nikki's podcast they basically got people to write in and tell them the craziest things that they have done after a breakup So I put up on my story, what's the craziest thing you've done after a breakup or that someone has done to you? Spill the tea. I think we've got some really good ones here. (laughs) Okay. He cut up my favourite blanket into pieces and left them sprinkled over my car. (laughs) We dated for three weeks. (laughs) That's a bit much, come on, for three weeks. Oh no, this one's awful. Okay, not something I did, but an ex showed up at my house at 2am with their laptop to play me a slideshow they'd made of pics of us accompanied by sad music. (laughs) I didn't really react and they just had to awkwardly leave. Safe to say it didn't work. (laughs) Oh my god. I booked a flight the next day and moved to Australia because it was the furthest place from him. (laughs) I was 17 years old, I had a key to his house, went there and burned all the things I had ever gifted him in the fireplace. I feel like that's kind of fair enough, no? Oh my god, someone said he threatened to post my nudes. One evil, evil bastard. There's a special place in hell for people that do revenge nudes. After my ex and I split up, I was so heartbroken and I don't want to say I was a stalker, but I used to fully stalk and violently report all girls' Instagrams that he liked and I got my friends to join in and we collectively got the girls reported on Instagram. I feel a bit bad now. (laughs) Oh no, someone said they met the girl he cheated on me with for a coffee. I just, what good is going to come from that situation? Do you know what I mean? I mean, to be fair, you'd probably bond over how much of a bastard he is, but I don't think you're really going to get any answers that are going to make you any, like, feel any better. I think it's one of those things where you're just kind of not digging yourself a hole, but do you know what I mean? Like, you're just, yeah, what are you going to get out of that? Not crazy, but I couldn't feel anything after he cheated on me, so I got three piercings in one sitting so I could trigger some emotions. It worked and I didn't stop crying for weeks. (laughs) Good to know that three piercings will trigger some emotions. (laughs) Maybe you could have tried some yoga. That sometimes releases emotions. (laughs) A little bit less savage. Oh, I really rate this one. I posted raw fish through his letterbox. (laughs) That is, like, the level of petty that I like. 
Oh no, this one's horrible. Someone said he posted nasty comments about me on my family restaurant's trip advisor page. Oh, see, I like stuff like this. Tell them what they're missing, you know? Listen to this one. Sprayed my perfume all over his hoodies when he came to collect his things and sold the necklace he bought for our, our anniversary on Depop, which his brother followed me on. I Yeah, the perfume trick. Always a winner. Oh my god, this one's amazing. Right, me and another one of the girls he was seeing at the same time catfished him and arranged a meet and then cancelled saying we'd heard some cheating rumours about him going round the uni. We claimed to also be at his uni. He shit himself and we also learnt he hasn't changed one bit. This one's so good. (laughs) Paid for a fake chlamydia text to be sent to him. Reported his house for noise complaints. Sent live insects to his home. He cheated on me. (laughs) He signed me up for daily emails about being bipolar. I'm not. (laughs) My friend made a fake email account and started sending her ex's dad, who was Muslim, photos of her son drinking and eating ham pizzas and caused a massive fight in the family (laughs) and got her ex kicked out of the house. Oh my God, no. That's too far. No, not kicked out of the house. Oh no, he came to my house every day with flowers or presents and left them on my bed while I wasn't home. God, that boy was very heartbroken. (laughs) I looked up his Spotify profile and made sure I knew all the songs in his albums in case if we ever went for a drive, I could impress him and show him how similar we are, R.I.P. (laughs) Oh my God, this one's hilarious. I would take laxatives and have two Pims cans a night so that I couldn't drive to his to rebound. <laughs> it's like crazy that you have had to do that to not rebound to him, but also it's so smart. So I don't know. I'm going to say that's not crazy. That's you looking out for future you. <gasps> oh my God, someone said I slept with his dad. <laughs> oh no. I'm seeing a lot of slept with his best friend. This girl said slept with two of his best friends. Go on Tinder and deliberately match with his older brother and friends. That's kind of sneaky though of them to match with you. Like obviously for them to match with you, they have to like you as well. Keyed his car from the driver's door all the way down to the boot. Oh, that is so expensive to replace as well because it's across literally every panel. He got his mum to drop him off at my house and he would stand at the door and watch me through the window. If that doesn't scream psychopath, then I just don't know. Also, why did his mum drop him off there? Did she, maybe she thought he was going inside. Maybe he didn't have the heart to tell her he's broke up. So he would just go and then his mum would drive off and he would just stand there. (laughs) No, the thought of that is so creepy. My, one of my exes, showed up at my door drunk and I was fast asleep. I think, I think there was loads of missed calls. I can't actually remember. I assume he tried to call me loads and I wouldn't wake up. So then he just started knocking the door and my poor mum woke up (laughs) and had to come down and let him in and let him sleep in the spare bedroom. (laughs) God bless. My boyfriend broke up with me just before my family holiday that he was also invited on. He still came on the holiday despite my objections and my family's. It was very awkward. 
oh my god, I've had a situation very similar to this. I broke up with my ex-boyfriend and we were to go on holiday with my family, not the next day, but maybe two or three days later. And he decided it was still a good idea for him to come. I wasn't that keen on him coming, evidently. (laughs) And I don't think my family were either because of the whole situation. Like we had a huge, huge fight in front of them and they were just a bit like, oh Jesus, what's going on here? So yeah, he came. It was interesting. Obviously ended up in a lot more fights and then a breakup. It was stupid to go on the holiday in the first place. Oh my god, and actually, do you know what was even more stupid? We decided we had another holiday booked after that one that was just us two to rent a van and go around Ireland, like do the what is it the wild wild Atlantic way? Is that what you call it? Where you go around the coast of Ireland? And yes, we were renting a van for. I think it was like ten days or maybe two weeks. I'm not 100 percent sure. We had broken up after the the family holiday but because we had everything booked for the other one we were like and we you know this was like right after covid had happened and so many things had got cancelled throughout the previous year and there were so many things like you missed out on because of it so then it felt like such a shame to give up this holiday that everything was arranged and booked for when it wasn't getting cancelled because of covid so we made the decision to still go on the holiday as friends worst decision of my life I mean well the first few days were horrendous like pulling over to the side of the road to scream at each other type of horrendous but I think once we both came to peace with the fact that we needed to stop fighting if we were going to enjoy the rest of this holiday otherwise there was no point in coming on it in the first place and we were just gonna have to pretend that we were friends for the remainder of the time once we kind of got over that then it was fine But yeah, all I'm going to say is don't go on holiday with your ex. It sounds pretty obvious, doesn't it? But apparently it wasn't for me at the time. (laughs) Oh no, someone said he got my initials tattooed on his wrist, obviously thinking it was a break. Told me one year later, lol, it wasn't a break and we never got back together. God love him, but I felt fucking terrible. (laughs) My recent boyfriend broke up with me and tried to take my jelly cat that he got me for Christmas. What do we think of this trying to take things back that you bought someone? I feel like once you've bought someone it, you can't really take it back. I don't know. My ex-boyfriend took all the underwear he bought me back. And I was like, well, what the fuck are you going to do with that? It's better off being in my drawer. I mean, I kind of get the logic behind the underwear thing though. Because, yeah, maybe the idea of like them wearing it with someone else's is a bit weird. So I do get it. But like, do you keep it? Is he keeping it in a drawer? Did he burn it? Did he put it in the bin? Who knows? So many questions. (laughs) Someone said, Not me, but my best friend had her ex-boyfriend email her with the subject saying, Unblock me off everything now. (laughs) You know what? I've never been the blocker. I've always been the one that's got blocked on everything, which is very understandable. I'd be a very annoying ex to have on social media. Do you know what I mean? Imagine just like my face popping up every single time you open your Instagram stories. But I've never objected to it. I've never sent the email. (laughs) I, yeah, I don't know. You're obviously a bit shocked when it first happens, aren't you? That you've been blocked and everything. But 
yeah I've never really objected to it I feel like in my head I was just like yeah that's so fair enough I'm so annoying (laughs) the craziest thing I've probably ever done after a breakup is sending someone a letter it was like a two-page long love letter and I am to this day completely mortified by it I wrote it on my family holiday as well. I was in the pits, right? I'd been broken up with. We actually ended up getting back together, but not until like half a year after this. So yeah, I sent this big, long, heartfelt love letter. Barely get a response. Like, I think, oh, I think I got a WhatsApp being like, I got your letter. (laughs) I don't know what I thought it would achieve. Like writing a letter is not going to just make someone come running back to you, is it? But I think I thought it would maybe make him change his mind at the time. I just can't believe little 18 year old me on my family holiday took myself off to write this big letter and like posted it at the hotel and everything due to the way the reception usually has like someone you can leave stuff into to send off in like the international post. (laughs) Oh, mortified. Do you know what though? I'd fucking love if someone sent me a letter. 24 years old and not one person has sent me a letter. I live for that kind of stuff. Like really soppy letters like long messages and cards really heartfelt stuff I don't know I live for that shit I saw this TikTok the other day of this girl and her boyfriend made her this like little mini he bought like a little mini notebook and on each page it says like day one day two day three blah 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 and basically because they were doing long distance it was like a page for each day of a little message to her so that every day that they're apart she has a little thing to read from him and she can't read on she only can read the one day I just thought it was the cutest thing ever my ex filled a 180 page spiral notebook of reasons why he loved me his thoughts every day since the breakup and our favorite memories together and had it delivered to Spain where I was on an Erasmus year after we broke up A year after we had broken up, he walked by me out in town on a Tinder date, so he called me nine times and sent me reams of messages. (laughs) Didn't reply to him, so he took a taxi to my house and waited there for hours. Didn't come home as I slept at the Tinder guy's house. (laughs) Oh no, he's so caught up on you more than a year later. Oh, that's the worst. He gave my number to some random guy in a bar when he was on a night out. A few months later, said random proceeded to text me and insist we had matched on Tinder. Definitely hadn't, not my type at all. Some massive North Antrim culty who wears brown shoes to the club before admitted how he actually got my number. Properly weird behaviour. I got in a relationship with the lad I told him not to worry about after he cheated on me. It's always the one they tell you not to worry about always but he deserved that if he cheated on you so his fault told my friend we'd broken up the exact day she went home with him that night (gasps) oh that's not a good friend oh no my ex asked to meet up because he had some of my stuff it was a single earring and two hair ties The man was clutching at straws. Absolutely clutching. (laughs) This girl said, checking his mum's WhatsApp status to see when she's active. I don't even know why. (laughs) I found a few of his hairs on my pillow and kept them for weeks on my bedside table. (laughs) 
Oh my god, I just remembered this story actually. Uh, my friend told me it really recently. So basically one night she was out and then she realised that she still had him on Snap Maps and she could see where he was and she knew... Oh no, maybe... No, sorry, maybe he had blocked her on Snapchat, but someone she was with had him on Snapchat and she was able to see where he was on Snap Maps through them and knew that he was at a party. So she rang the police and said that she was a neighbour and the noise was too loud and there was a party going on and your man got done for having drugs on him. How bad. Do you know what? I'm actually really, really surprised. I feel like everything is quite tame. There's been like one car scraping and one fire. Everything else is pretty tame. I was expecting psychotic episodes here. I do really appreciate though the petty ones. You know, I feel like I need to take some notes for future reference. (laughs) Two people actually said the craziest thing they ever did after a breakup was turn lesbian. (laughs) I put salt in all his plants so he'd think after my departure the light and life had left too. (laughs) Like, how do you come up with this shit? Oh god, checked rip.ie every week to see if someone in their family died so I would have a reason to text him. (laughs) No! I used my little sister's guinea pig dying as an excuse so they would reply to me. Went to drop back some of his clothes when I knew his mum was home, sat and had tea with her so he came home to us having tea in his kitchen and I told his mum how he treated me. I don't know if I would have, have this in me. I don't think I could sit down with someone's mum and back talk their son like that. I don't know. It would, I think I'd be so uncomfortable. But it probably depends on what your relationship was like with their parents, I guess, when you were going out with them. Stalked his local golf club Facebook page for info on where he was one weekend. <laughs> oh my god, this one's so funny. My ex PayPal'd me one pound so that he could tell me he got with a girl the night before. <laughs> I'm assuming he was blocked and everything else and didn't have her email, so the next best thing was to write it in the PayPal transfer. <laughs> But it's such an irrelevant piece of information. Why did he have to pay a pound to tell you that? You didn't need to know that. (laughs) Like, what did he get out of telling you that? Do you know what I think one of the worst things you could possibly do to an ex would be to go on Love Island? Imagine you broke up with someone and then next thing, or, or they broke up with you, and then next thing you have to watch them the whole summer flirting and getting with other people on TV and then being famous after it, it would be the biggest kick in the teeth in the whole world. And it happens to a lot of people. Like, there are a lot of contestants on Love Island from year to year and all of those contestants all have multiple exes. God, that's actually my worst nightmare. You probably just wouldn't watch it. But then you'd be so intrigued as well. Okay, guys, I think I'm going to leave it there for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for sending me in all your post-breakup stories. If there's any topics you'd like me to talk about over the next coming weeks, please just drop me a little message on Instagram and I will add it to my list. As always, thank you so, so much for all the love and support and I will speak to you in next week's episode. Bye!